thank you for joining me on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> sound good? Sound good? Yeah, 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 All yeah. All right. We're, we're going to start track out today. Right we're going to start this one out today with a happy birthday to Julie. Had a great time partying with Meatball this weekend. Met a lot of really cool and interesting people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, I wouldn't be mad if I slowly grew our listenership one or two people at a time just meeting them at random that'd be good enough for me man because like i really do appreciate the uh the conversations that get struck up around just potting and doing shit like that yeah yeah it's, it's good times though yeah we had a great time rocking out with uh with meatball for his daughter's birthday so i just had to give that shout out real quick before yeah, yeah. we start up you know what I mean? The big O three, you know what I mean? It's a monster <laughs> out here. Yo, it totally changed my perspective on um on throwing the kids party. Because like if you do it right and you're a decent person, then pretty much you either trade off investing in buying a bunch of gifts yourself and just spending the time with your kid or throwing a party that everyone can enjoy and everyone will bring good gifts. You know what I mean? Like There you go. That's yeah. The, Yo, that, that is the strength of cultivating a good friend network. You know what I mean? Feel me? You gotta build up them rep rewards, man. Yeah, no, that, that that's that's multiplicative rewards right there. You yeah, know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he got his daughter had a great time, his his wife had a great time setting everything up for her. And his daughter is like a super sweetheart. So it's like, you know what I mean? When you got a good kid, it's easy to do nice things for yeah, them type for shit. Sure. So like, yeah, it was just it was all around good time. Yo, and them tacos was fire. Yo, Shout out to Cilantro. What's his name? El Cilantro. That was the name of um of the on the dude. back of his shirt. Okay. Yeah, definitely not a paid ad, but definitely an endorsement. Oh man, what that Big dude is time. amazing. Yeah. El Cilantro. Hit him up for some tacos. But um, yeah, let's go ahead and start out. I have I've had a stupid busy week this week. Yeah, so yeah, outside yeah. of the news <laughs> and the normal shit, um, I haven't uh, been watching too much, but I did manage to catch a really intriguing interview with um Joe and and uh Lil Baby. Okay. Now, Lil Baby is an artist that I, I've i always actually appreciated him from when I first heard this like, little freestyle uh, he spit. I'm not sure. He was spitting it to one of the execs in the video. But just the flows and what he was saying was different. And okay. then I fucked with it hard. And so I've just followed his music. And pretty much every feature is on, smashing it. All the shit he does with Gunna and, and Da Baby, killing it. So I was... Thought he was, you know, good artist. I hope he's doing the right thing, this and that. So watching this interview really gave me a ton of insight into him, his background, um, and how he came into it. And to find out, like, he's not even, his background isn't even rapping. You know what I mean? His background is hustling way deeper into the street shit. But after serving a bid, came back and just the people around him were doing it. And so it just gave him a segue into it and just... His his work ethic translated really well to the rap game to where yeah. now he can he actually feels like yo maybe I am or maybe this is something that's always been inside of me and I can ex- use it as expression man that sounds and, like a very old school story bruh bruh like but just hearing it come from him directly and of course once again like not Dick Ryden but Joe just did a masterful job of eliciting this from him because he you know he's a hood he's he's a hood street nigga so obviously the first thing he, on his mind is not to elucidate his life in an articulate fashion to the yeah. masses. That's not what he's planning to do. Definitely don't want to like Joe, try snitch on yourself. Exactly. But Joe being the expert interviewer that, that, that he is was able to ask the right questions. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, just the interview was amazing. I highly recommend it. 
um, definitely take some time. And, and I, for the most part, Lil Baby's a hit, and his features are always a monster, so definitely check out his music. So yeah, definitely big ups to Joe and Lil Baby. Um, check out that interview. Uh, but yeah, moving on. Oh, but definitely for next week, uh, I wanted to try to catch um, Altered Carbon Season 2. So yeah. we can talk about that because I definitely want to give give a good hearty section to that. But yeah, moving on from that, um, man, pretty much consuming the news is coronavirus. So <laughs> I just want to start out saying that nothing I want to say after this should be taken seriously because I don't personally take this whole media representation of what's going on seriously. So take it with a grain of salt. So don't listen too 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 deeply if you're looking for actual factuals. But yeah, I. I highly, I don't believe what China is saying, and I don't believe what the mainstream media is saying. So I'm not doubting that there is the existence of a very uh, virulent pathogen out there, but I don't fucking believe whatsoever because it it would take first of all for a virus to evolve that level of virulence because typically in nature parasites that kill their hosts are typically the result of that parasite being switched to a new host that it doesn't have a symbiotic relationship with. So okay. usually parasites start out as something that is symbiotic in one environment that transferred into a new environment becomes parasitic. There's not a whole lot of things in nature that are just naturally parasites. You know, you call ticks and leeches parasites. But no, ticks wouldn't really function well if every deer they bit died. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's not the function. They're only parasites when they transfer onto an organism that's not natural for them. And viruses are very similar in that they would love for the host to just perpetually, perpetually replicate them ad infinitum and provide them a great home. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But um, most viruses replicate so fast that they eventually replicate into a form through mutations that ends up killing the host. That's no bueno. So these, this family of coronaviruses has lived in its hosts probably mutualistically to some degree for quite some time. And it's reached a state of equilibrium. So it, it's it's like a one in a billion chance that it just randomly mutates into a virulent form. That it's not just a virulent form, but it's a virulent form that can then transfer into another. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of mutations that have to stack up for it to actually then start infecting humans in this way. So that's that's not impossible, but it's a very low chance. And the environmental pressures, I don't think, really exist. Uh, for that to, to because it's a, uh, from what I understand it originated in pangolins and it transferred to humans through the uh, consumption of exotic meats and Gross. so just the likelihood of that happening is so low that okay let's say it happened in China it happened okay let's say it happened and let's say it wasn't the bioweapons factory that was 20 miles inside <laughs> of it that's literally <laughs> making these pathogens on a regular <laughs> basis and probably you know altering things that are in the surrounding area Let's that's just a disregard that. Yeah, yeah. Let's, and let's just say that it not... randomly happened and someone randomly ate this unprepared or prepared incorrectly and was served it and they ate it. Now what they're saying is, is that there is transmissions of this virus that are people who have never even come in contact with that. So now they're saying that not only did it happen there, but that also another one in a billion chance it happened somewhere else and is now it's where, come Bro, on, Bro, it's man. a Give teleporting virus, my G. Bro, so anyway, I don't believe none of this shit. 
You know what I mean? It's clearly something that was engineered. Like, I'm sorry, but the chances of it being engineered and the chances of it being something that naturally just happened and was transmitted, it's just higher chances of it being engineered. We do that. It's like, let's stop, you know what I mean, figmenting in our mind that there's nobody in this world that's out there making <laughs> deadly diseases worse. Like, there are people who do that. There's people who are paid to do that. That's not conspiracy theory. Biological weapons are a thing. That's why we have to have a whole fucking convention to, to, to limit it because it's crazy if you just let people do that shit willy-nilly, okay? I mean, with all the evidence present, it's kind of crazy that people would dispute the evidence of biological weapons. So, the, the chances are is, is that it's probably something that's engineered. <clears throat> I don't know whether it was intentionally or accidentally released, but it was released... Now, one thing I do know about the American pol uh, politicians and media is that they never let a good disaster go unwasted. Yeah, that's And true. so this is a great way to foster panic, which you can make money on. It'll make ratings. It's easy to make ratings when everyone's looking for information on something that doesn't exist. Absolutely, yep. So if there's a if there's a disease and there's a pandemic going on in China I really hope that it doesn't I I hope that whatever culling of their population that they're doing once again crazy theory but whatever they're doing over there I wish them the best the likelihood that this is actually a worldwide pandemic I'm very dubious of <laughs> and even if it is I don't leave my house enough like I live in the hood they, none of that shit comes like they stay away from here <laughs> bro I mean? was like, about to fly to China next week bro you tripping yo I was about so, to go Wuhan what <laughs> I let it I, I, I definitely hope the best for everyone involved with this but I am in no way shape or form feeling the pressure as if this is something that should be immediately you know threatening my life like it just isn't and and moreover the fact of the matter is is that when when uh the pharmaceutical companies lobbied congress for a billion dollars to fund research into making a vaccine for this congress for once mindfully asked them a question and said what are the guarantees that the american people will have an affordable vaccine if we give you this money and they said that there is none, that the only obligation they have is to make this in a, a profitable venture for future investments. Cheer. And so if you really expect me to take this fucking seriously, then you're going to have to bring different people in front of me than them. Like, you're not going to tell me to take this seriously when the people who you're telling me that, you, that are responsible for taking care of this also take it seriously. Because trust me, if they were at risk, of, of catching a coronavirus from a world pandemic, I guarantee you they would not be worried about fucking making it profitable. They'd Amen. be worried about making that vaccine as quick as humanly possible. So don't, I just don't believe you. I just don't believe you. Nowadays, when Cindy Lamb appears in front of a press conference, she's wearing masks. Ain't nobody in Congress wearing no mask. Bro, yo, you know what they said the other day uh, in the media about Trump is now a wartime president because of this? Like, come on, man. These people are crazy. Isn't he a wartime They're... president because he inherited the Iraq war? Well, evidently, every president has been a wartime president since, since okay, the then. onset of that. So... But now he's a real wartime president oh, because oh, he has a, a tragedy real, on his hands. A real wartime yeah. president. Right. We need to get some video in here Bruh, so people can see the uh, who's, who's, gestures we're making Who's right over now. here, like, 
writing all these bullshit accolades. Bro, so Successfully like, wiped his ass twice in one day. It's crazy. And so, like, it's just, they're doing too much. They're doing too much. And there's too much contradictory, um, their behavior is too contradictory to what should be happening in the face of a world pandemic. Exactly. In the face of a world pandemic. Is the U.S. government really going to, to politic with Look, pharmaceutical man, companies about their profits? Most of the For people real? in government right now are cowards. If Absolutely. there was a real pandemic, those guys would be nowhere to be found. Oh, yeah. They would have been gone. Feel me? They'd be in Alaska. They would be nowhere to be found. What? Trump would be in a bunker somewhere but, reporting you know from it, a secure it feel, location. It makes, me feel like, <laughs> it makes me feel like maybe Trump does know. Like, he is... He he's a, he's an idiot, and he's not capable of really uh, digesting the information he's given. But he is the president, and so he is privy to a ton of information that we don't have. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's so confident it'll be gone in April because the Chinese government told him, "Don't worry, it'll be gone in April. We're just we're take, we're handling some business here." I mean, I mean Mao did this in their the past, hell? and no one and they have never denounced Mao. Right, but who trusts what the Chinese government tells them? Well, the Chinese government, um, I would only trust them in so far as is that they need the global markets to be stable. True. And so, they God are forbid America ever got right it now. in their head that they need to be their own supply line. God forbid we ever fucking got this brilliant idea that maybe we should just make the shit here rather than sacrificing our manufacturing base to create economic stability in other countries. Because while it's great that sending those jobs over there made jobs for them and brought them some economic stability, it fucked the American economy royally, like epically. Yeah. So God forbid we ever got it in our head that, okay, fuck it. Coronavirus is going to be running rampant there for X amount of years. We don't even know. Fine, we're going to start doing it here. Gosh, China would be in a real, a real pickle. Because nobody is a is a bottomless pit of consumption like America. America consumes and consumes and consumes and consumes. And so, you know, China doesn't want us to think that they are not going to be able to provide us. So they're just like, yo, chill out, bros. Chill. We got to do some shit over here. Our chosen method is to, is to just call the masses with this virus. You guys chill. In April, we'll release our vaccine. We'll give y'all a vaccine. And we'll get the whole world situation. But we got to get rid of all these people. We just have too many fucking Chinese people here. and we, Because I think that's how the Chinese government talks about their people. <laughs> I do. Because, I don't know, man. If you don't openly denounce Mao, man, I got a problem with you, bro. That Mao was a, was a, Mao just slaughtered people en masse. Or he himself didn't do it with his hand. But he ordered the slaughtering en masse of millions upon millions upon millions of Chinese people. And if they think that that, and they still refer to it as the Great Leap Forward, they were they refer to genocide as the Great Leap Forward. So no, I don't think that it's outlandish that the Chinese government probably calls their people like like of cattle. <laughs> so I don't know. That's all my conspiracy theories, though. I don't take none of this shit seriously. <laughs> Um, not for real though, because like, yeah, listen, you shouldn't. It's the news I, again in 2020. Who's taking the news seriously? Who's looking at the news and be like, hmm, those guys are right. I better do what they're telling me. If if you're one of those people, then uh, yeah, I got some beachfront property I gotta sell you. You know what I mean? <laughs> the jokes on you. <laughs> but yeah, no. Oh man. Uh oh, 
Did you see that uh, Bloomberg was, was was trying to tap Andrew Yang as a BP pick? <laughs> that shit was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought that was adorable. Uh, yeah, Thank goodness he declined. Because the problem uh, is, is that Andrew Yang did say that he was he'll contribute to this process however he can. And it's like, uh, please don't, please don't let it be that. Because that I don't know, I don't know if that's a strong enough ticket to win, but that's definitely a strong enough pick, ticket to divide some people. I don't know. It's one of those things where they they seem too antithetical to one another. You feel me? Bloomberg has money and he has no interest in helping other people. Andrew Yang has money, and he's trying to help other people's trying to get more money into other people's pockets. I do not see any reality in which those two would ever run on a ticket together, even if it is to cover each other's weaknesses. Absolutely. And it, it, it isn't going to happen, but I just thought it was funny that... And I think Bloomberg is just... He, his team just says shit like that. Yeah, yeah. His up. team has the money and the resources to just do everything. Literally leave no option unturned because we have the ability to do it. So it's whether it fails feeling. or not, just do it. Man. To be honest, that's how everyone should live their life. You should live your right life you without could, yeah. the fear of failure because then you learn a lot from your failures. Assuming you don't fail so bad that you can't try again. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you gotta avoid that one big one. But other than that, you know, you just keep trying. Say what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I oh, mean maimed and horrible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of those <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> But or yeah, it leaves no, you maimed, which is problematic in and of itself. No, no, but yeah, you always want to be able to fail within boundaries. And that's what the safety net is there for, is to prevent you from failing, you know, maximally. Yeah. And and honestly, they, if society's not there for that, then what the fuck is it there for, in my opinion? <laughs> like, seriously, like, if society's not there to... And that's why, like, like, the other episode I brought up, like, is healthcare a human right? And I'm not saying it's because I don't believe it is. I was just saying it to be provocative because I, I don't I want to know where the boundaries are, where the hills we're going to die on are. And so I go and, and that's not something that I just choose personally. You know what I mean? That's a social decision. And if that's the the air, then cool. I, I can get behind that. It's not like, you know what I mean? People who are trying to spread the air of like, so should we be a white nationalist country or not? <laughs> like, no, I don't want to float that in the air. You know what I mean? And so those I don't I don't have discussions about that. But when, you know. Universal healthcare, that's a discussion. You know what I mean? Even if yeah. I personally fall on the side of, yes, it should be there. So I, I say that to say, like, you know, I the discussion has to be broad. You know what I mean? If we're ever going to get anywhere with this. And it's funny because I was listening to Andrew Yang on CNN because um, he's a commentator on there now. And it's it's funny how people follow, like, he's so, the politics is so uh, institutionally misleading like it's so fundamentally misleading the way that everyone plays politics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm, politics absolutely. by definition That's means that I'm not being upfront with you. If I'm playing politics exactly. with you, then by definition like I'm not being upfront with you. And so that kind of sucks. So you know, you end up watching people like Andrew Yang go into commentating and then you're kind of hanging on to their words because I know that his political capital goes way beyond commentating on CNN. Especially as a presidential candidate. Like that used to be a thing. Like being president was the goal. Being VP was awesome, but just being a candidate in and of itself used to and be taken such seriously. A, yeah, uh, 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 such an honor. Mm-hmm. And and so I would hope that he has more political. I wonder what happened. Just... Well, Trump, like he he just lowered the the value of that so precipitously. It's it's absurd. 
But um, that is what it is. <clears throat> and, you know, honestly, I want to give a clarion call to if there is any intelligent Trump supporter out there who is willing to have a discussion, please. I just want someone who can engage with the truth even through their support with Trump. Because that's the thing is that I don't doubt that there's people out there who support Trump, but also see him for the fraud that he is. Because I can understand what he represents, which is just, he represents the five fingers that can hold a pen and sign whatever's in front of him. And so I don't doubt that there is genuine people who support him because that's what he is. And that's okay. Like, because that's what our system has bred. They didn't do this like behind closed doors. They did this in full view on CNN, MSNBC, yep. ABC, Fox. He, they did it in front of everyone. Mm -hmm. So we could all see all this. You know what Answered I mean? Answered all so, of your objections with just bold faced, so no giving a fuck. Him, I'm not, and that's the only way I could, could believe that you're not a racist, bigot, ignorant person is because... There's no other reason to support him other than those reasons. That's what he has. There's that, and then there is the meta-thinking of what you can do by manipulating him. So if you follow him or you support him because of that meta-thinking, okay, that's next-level thinking. At least I can respect that. What I can't respect is the people who listen to his lies, and they eat up his lies, and they believe the things he's saying, and they think that the stock market means that they're rich, and it's like, what the fuck are you talking about you live in a trailer park you live in a trailer park and you're talking about how the stock market's doing well so the economy's doing well how the fuck are you doing is my question unless you really purposely live on that in that trailer park because of your own volition and that is the upper end of your ambitions in which case cool you are doing great and i apologize <laughs> but i just have a hard time believing that most americans aspire to that you know what I mean? So if you're living that, then how the fuck are you supporting him? Because there's so many poor people who support him based on the lies he's telling. And, I'm, and that I don't understand. That's the part I don't understand. If you want to follow him because you support what he's doing to make the rich people who you think will make your life better, richer, hey. But don't tell me that you, that you don't think he's racist and that's why you support him. Mm -hmm. And he's a true patriot and he's for the veterans and he's... No, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? So I want to put out a clarion call to any intelligent Trump supporter who will at least acknowledge the truth. That's it. That's it. Because, you, you know, you don't have to spin shit to say that I like him because he makes my tax bracket tingle. <laughs> and that's okay. It's like, that's America. That's America. No, that's not the part that I'm railing against. You know what I mean? Like, if I want to do something about that, I'll vote for Bernie. You know what I mean? I'm not going to get mad at you as the person who's taking advantage of the system presented to you. And so that's why I don't get the Trump supporters who feel like they have to cling on to some kind of moral support of this man. <laughs> there is no moral fiber to him. It's like grabbing a chick's ass and, and there's nothing there. It's like, what are you clinging on to? It's nothing but thighs and back. It's all thighs and back. There's no ass there. What are you grabbing? Back thigh goodness. Ugh. But anyway, yeah, back to trying to dissect, you know, the things that Andrew Yang says on CNN to see if he is going to kind of uh, express any more of his political potential that he's gotten through the capital gain through running for the presidency. And because um, he was he seemed to be adulating Biden at one point. 
He seemed to be disparaging Bernie at the other point. And the other point really wasn't really a disparagement. It's really just him pointing out that there is that if you are inciting a revolution, then there's probably a good deal of anger behind it, which is not crazy talk. That's not really disparaging. Yeah, it's um, just a fair point. Yeah, but then he went on the tweet that sometimes anger is the right emotion. And it's like, okay. So, but I think that he takes, he knows his role on CNN and he feels like it is a great way to get his voice out there. And so in the uh, sake, for the sake of not ruining that, he's playing nice and speaking nice in the ways that they like people to speak. And so I, I do respect him for that. But at the same time, it's very political and I don't know. You could go and that's the, the, the problem with political ambiguity is that. Dicey. It's a tight Yeah. Road. You know, you can like no matter what you do, you'll have a validation for it, which means that I don't know where you stand really and truly at the end of this. You know what I mean? Even if you do choose to back um, a Warren or Sanders, who knows what you really stand for? You know <laughs> what I mean? And that, that was one of the things that was his strength, was that people knew where he stood. And that's why it kind of feels weird that he's playing this politics game. But it is what it is. So watching TV and trying to learn about people through TV is a f- impossible endeavor. Absolutely. It's but yeah, mostly an act anyway. We, uh, we just had the South Carolina primary go by, which woefully disappointing. Not that Bernie lost, but that that the African-American vote turned out for Biden the way it did. It, it looked bad. And, and honestly, these, these, you know, Clyburn and all these asshats who fucking endorsed him for the money. Cause that's what he's doing. Cause, yeah, cause Biden's running on a thin stream of money right now. And he knew where to invest it. He knew where to invest it, where, where he knew he could win. And that's the sad part. That's the sad part is that I, I personally like I it's funny because I look at the Sanders um administration and I kind of uh I kind of like I look at like Chuck Ro- Roca Roca as like you know the bannerman for the Latinos and then he's got you know Michael Render and Nina Turner as the bannerman for the for the African American vote and, and and you know there's a little bit of you know Chuck Roca smashed it you know he turned out his demographic in you know spades like in huge amounts they turned out for bernie so i was hoping in south carolina you know what i mean out uh mike and and nina are out there stumping hard for bernie i thought that i thought that they were really going to turn it out for him which he did really well with the younger vote the younger african-american vote but just older african-americans just they were like <sighs> and 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 i will say this if you vote based on what you think white people are willing to vote for, then you've not only betrayed yourself and your own politics, but you've betrayed your responsibility as a democratic citizen to be fucking honest. Because that's some bullshit. This is a primary. You know what I mean? Like, this is where we're supposed to really be getting an air for what the people want. And if what you're saying is that the people just want to please white folks, then that's fucking shame. If the if when you're looking at at the African American vote and they vote for what they think, because that's I, I I really think by and large most people chose to most African American uh, older voters chose to vote for Biden because they they wanted to vote for the person who they thought that the other that white people would would be accepting of, 
They don't want to vote for Bernie because they feel like the white people on the Republican side won't accept them, which just comes from a fundamental lack of understanding of those people, which is understandable because these are not two communities that have had like historically good ties. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the prejudice lie on both sides of these communities. And so they're over here voting for Joe thinking that that's what's going to placate the white people on the other side. When most of the people who voted for for Trump will 57 percent of them would vote for Bernie. <laughs> Just a fundamental lack of understanding of the community. So that's what I mean. Stop worrying about what the fuck other people are going to do or might do. Worry about you. Vote for what you believe in. But that's why I don't fucking feel like voting anymore anyway, because I don't believe in the system. <laughs> I don't believe in the system anymore fundamentally. So are you so mad at them for voting for someone for voting how they believe? Because it's it's not it's it's disingenuous. It's not representative of how because they genuinely want a rev they do want a revolution. They wanna see the overturning of the establishment that's been fucking them in the ass with no lube. Amen. You know what I mean? They want to see the overturning of the of the establishment that has continuously lied to them and pandered to them, but called them super predators. You know what I mean? They want to see that go away, but they're too scared. They're too scared of more Trump when it's like, yo, you're living under Trump now. Is life has life gotten that much worse for you under Trump? I don't think it really has. I don't think much has changed. It's only changing at the very top. It's gonna change in the future. Because the more more he, he he changes the taxes and allows more wealth to go up to the top and makes more of those changes, you know, at, to the welfare system, that's not going to come for another couple of years. And guess what? The only way to stop that is to vote for somebody who will actually change things, to change the fundamental foundation of how he of how Trump got into power in the first place. And it's not going to be Biden. As if you want to, if you're engaging in the system, engage in it smartly. Just like if you're going to sell yourself, do it well. Don't sell yourself cheap. And they're selling themselves real cheap right now. <laughs> because they, I'm, I know they ain't giving them no generational wealth. They're not giving them any, they're not giving them the kind of stuff that will change whole, you know what I mean, communities. That's not what Biden's offering them. He don't got that kind of money. So if you're going to sell yourself for them, make sure you're getting something back. You didn't get nothing back with Obama. You got some you got some people randomly on the internet screaming about Obama phones. But we didn't get an end to the endless war. We didn't get a reduction in the military. We didn't get a fixing of the student loan crisis. We didn't get a fixing of the medical like we didn't get a fixing of, of Wall Street. What did we get from Obama other than Michelle Obama, which was the best thing that could have come out of that administration it seems. You know what I mean? We got Joe Biden. <laughs> just gotta ruin ruin my whole vibe I got going on here. But now, hey man, nah, I'm just I'm just disappointed. Um, by and large, with South Carolina, with the older vote, because that's these. What example are they setting for the next generation? They're, are they? You know what I mean? Like, because there's going to be another generation of of, of people, young African American people who will want to engage in this system because the propaganda still tells them that they have a powerful black vote. What example are you setting for them? I don't think that that's a good example. I I, I don't think it's an an example. 
you know, and 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 it's funny because I saw a tweet somebody was like, it's really rude to call someone low information because they vote for who they think is gonna win, and I was like, no, but voting for someone who lies to you and doesn't help you does make you seem like you are in a serious lack of information. What's wrong with calling someone low information? Evidently, it's a disparagement, which. I, I would be hella disparaged if you called me low information. Like, I got all the information. But what if you are actually low information on the subject in question? Um, I th- I just think that what they're saying is presumptuous to say that, that, that they lack the information because, in all honesty, they have all the information. They still chose him, which is sad. It just <laughs> makes them look stupid. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, so, I don't know. So you were being Listen. nice? And they were like, you're being too nice. Go for the throat. Just call them stupid. <laughs> I guess. But it, it's like there's no positive way to spin voting for someone like Joe Biden. You know what I mean? Like there, there's no aspirational glory for Joe. There, there really is no. As- Joe's biggest claim to fame was being Barack Obama's VP. Yeah, standing next Joe to Joe was in yep. politics for like 30 some. I don't know. I'm being hyperbolic, but many, many, many oh, he's years been there prior for to a that. While. Yeah, yeah. Decades, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. I so think 30 might on. be lowballing it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so come on. What has he really been doing other than either gilding? Oh, that's right. He's getting his son a, a job in his <laughs> um, That's what I'm saying. Like, that's who you're fucking voting for. Uh, this so corrupt dude. motherfucker whose fucking son is a crack addict. Who makes fifty thousand dollars a year and lives on Mulholland Drive, bro? Crack. But yo, he will vote to send your child to fucking prison when they have a fucking addiction caused by the fucking downtrodden situation that they live in. That's the kind of fucking nigga you voting for. That's what I'm saying. You seem real stupid when you vote for this dude because he's sitting here laughing at you while his son is sitting up pretty. And now get me wrong, I don't fault him. For taking care of his son. But it's not like. Why are you voting for him. To take advantage of the system. To take care of his son. I mean you know what I mean. Like I yeah, give everyone yeah, the right. Yeah. But why are we voting for him. To give him why more you leverage. To allowing like that? that to go down. On your watch. I just I just don't get it. But you know God bless you South Carolina. I hope everything works out. I hope that doesn't slow Bernie's momentum. That's just one state. But you know it just again. Wanted to go off on another rant. It just shows the bullshit of the whole fucking primary process because Bernie, you know, whether it was narrowly or with great margin, won the first three states by popular vote. Mm-hmm. And all you and and, and and Joe Biden's one win in South Carolina now has more popular votes than Bernie. So why was there any fanfare around the first three states when there's populations and delegate allocation was so low that it was irrelevant? Coming into South Carolina was the big money maker. You know what I mean? Hey man, it's a fear response, bro. They got to do yeah, that. They, they got to make a. They have to make a news cycle. You're right. It's all. It's, it's all a fear news cycle, But I'm they just saying, can't. as a consumer of of people people who consume the news, I hope you're doing so a little bit more mindfully because they're manipulating you. And this is one way in which they're doing it by making fake, putting fake importance behind shit like the Iowa caucus. You know what I mean? And the, the New Hampshire caucus, when South Carolina is a much bigger state to win, a much more important state to win, much more, especially for a Democrat, is much more indicative of, of, of a part of your base that needs to be motivated. Nevada had the, the Latino vote, but the Latino vote, honestly, just needed to be engaged, evidently, based on what Chuck Roca was saying. It was like, no, no, 
this is the sad part is that they just were never engaged. And yes, I did a lot of work and I did the ground game, but that was just because nobody else was doing it. It just had to be done. You know, it wasn't like I was having to find new niches and ways to connect to them and blah, 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 and find new platforms. No, I just went to their communities and spoke to them and they were happy that someone actually took the time to do so. That's not like you got to go into these African-American communities and really get in there. And, and because they're very, very like they're dubious of anyone who they're not already behind. If they don't Rightfully already... so, because most people are just trying to take advantage. Absolutely. And so, you know, South Carolina is a state that requires a ton of ground game. But yet people are over here running around. It just shows how little, how disparate the actual uh, value of the black vote is versus what they're saying the value of the black vote is. The one good thing that did come out of South Carolina is that um, your boy Booty Judge dropped out the race. No more. Mark my words. He dropped because whatever happened in fucking Iowa is about to come out. Mark my words. Whatever happened in Iowa, whatever bullshit happened in Iowa behind the strength of what he did, because he his fingerprints were all over it. He he had way too many points of contact with the Iowa caucus um, to be for it to be impartial. And whatever happened there, mark my words, that's why he dropped. And it'll come out eventually. And I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, he dropped out. Steyer dropped out. So the race got a little bit more narrow. But now comes the big turn. So after South Carolina, so they've been individual states. Here comes Super Tuesday. I think it's what 14 16 states are about to do their primaries for the for the democratic primary plus the um territories abroad all going to send back their primary um their primary nominations and so yeah you got alabama arkansas california colorado maine uh, massachusetts minnesota north carolina oklahoma tennessee texas utah vermont virginia and now what I like to see about this batch is that you got a few home states, okay? Um, you got Vermont is Bernie's home state. You got Minnesota, Klobuchar's home state. Um, Biden one actually wasn't po- wasn't really polling well in his home state, but his state was South Carolina, which he did win. Um, Booty Judge dropped out. That would have been Indiana, but that's not even on the Super Tuesday list. Um, but California is a huge one per delegate count. It's not a home state, but that one's huge for delegate count. Texas is another big one for delegate count. So, um, big states. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to, um, California, um, Maine. No, I'm sorry. California, Massachusetts, because Massachusetts is Warren's home state. And if she loses her home state, she's got to walk. (laughs) Got to go. So California, Massachusetts, um, Vermont, and Texas. Those are the big ones for me that I want to see who comes out in those primary races ahead because those will be very good uh, indicators for um, whatever's to come in the future. But yeah. Yeah, in terms of politics, uh, that's that's pretty much where I want to leave that because I think that there's going to be some new things developing because... As it gets closer to the cycle, everything's just bullshit and fear mongering. Like, <laughs> it's not like I wasn't watching news and politics. It's just that everything is noise. And I don't feel like talking to y'all about noise. You know what I mean? Like, 
it's hard to decipher what Trump's doing to deflect from his own mis uh, misadventures to trying to trying to manipulate the public with his propaganda. It's just too much noise right now. Um, and of course, it doesn't matter whether you're looking at the, the liberal media or the conservative media. They've all pretty much decided that they're going to be mouthpieces for for the White House at this point, because it, it, it's not even just that. It seems like it, uh, there's a significant amount of manipulation from the intelligence agencies because all these bullshit leaks that keep coming out, like like um, like I was saying the other day, you got WAPO talking about how uh, Russia's helping Bernie, and then you got MSNBC saying that uh, Russia's helping Trump, and then you have the same intelligence agencies or another one of the 17 intelligence agencies. Don't even get me started on why the fuck there's 17 intelligence agencies. It means that whatever one you started with wasn't doing its job, but regardless, <laughs> another one of those intelligence agencies is releasing to WAPO that you know, uh, that Russia's helping Bernie. And it's just like, you know what? This is all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Yes, that's what happens when you run a massive disinformation campaign. You you end up canvassing and you st you're throwing out bullshit on both sides. So, yes, if you are ignorant and are just going to take every fucking meme you read at face value, it would seem that, yes, Russia's helping both Trump and Bernie. But obviously, it's to make white noise. Because now, how are you going to figure out where the where the truth is if you see evidence on both extremes? You know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah. Maybe Muddy maybe the, the truth is in the middle, and Russia doesn't give a shit. Maybe Russia just doesn't care, and Russia just knows that any interference they run with us benefits them, even if it's just yeah. You remember when you were a, you know a little kid in school and you were walking behind someone and you don't know why. But they take a step forward and you'd kick their foot and cause them to trip forward and fall on their face. Didn't do anything. The person got up. They were unharmed. They were just annoyed. You got nothing out of it other than a chuckle. But you felt like you did something. I feel like that's what Russia is doing to America. It's like they're walking behind us like, watch this fucking idiot. And they watch America fall flat on its face. And America gets up and is like, why did you do that, Russia? And it's like, I don't know. I really don't know. Oh, I, didn't, no, I could. Man. I could do it. I never did that to people, man. That's fucked up. Come on, you. That's I know you up. laughed at somebody in plane who's had their foot. I mean, I, I've definitely been a bystander, laughed at someone in that situation, <laughs> but I still thought. But it was I know, yeah, up. it's a dick thing to do, and yes, sure. you, the understanding is that Russia's, a, you know, run by a dick. But <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the feeling I get from the behavior. I don't get this malicious intent to, you know to 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 bolster a candidate for one reason or another no there's no need for that you know what i mean the best thing you could do to america is just let america run in circles at its own tail you know what i mean like and it will do so it will do so because the mainstream media is it's ignorant to the fact that it's being manipulated by all of these people who are supposedly giving them information you know, they become slaves to the people who provide them information i don't even know it's so much that they're ignorant or ignorant towards it or is that they just don't even care bro they don't even they're not gonna take the time to fact check it because at the end of the day again it all comes back to what's the consequences for not doing so what's the consequences for integrity other than we lose money yeah, and I don't, I don't know. I guess that's why I'm broke is because I try to have a lot of integrity, and so <laughs> I end up paying for it. 
Bro, you can't run no corporation with integrity. Get out of here, bro. Spot that bread. Run the news stories. Give me that clickbait right now. But we'll see. I'm interested to see what happens with Super Tuesday. See, I'm, I'm interested to see that if 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 Warren doesn't win her home state and if Klobuchar don't win their home state and if they don't make significant headways, which I don't know why the fucking they keep acting like Klobuchar is even a contender. She hasn't, I don't think, finished higher than third in any of, of, the, of the competitions. And so I don't know why the media keeps propping her up like she's a contender, but I'm wondering when she's gonna yeah. drop out. She's got to drop out after Super Tuesday because there have been a lot of people in this race that have just been background noise. The whole, they've just been NPCs this whole time, bro. You know, like when you're watching an anime and they, they got <laughs> the three characters that have normal color hair and regular clothes. That's like Klobuchar, Klobuchar and Steyer. I can't even say her name right, bro, because they just be in the background. They be butchering her name on the team. Bro, we know you're not going anywhere. Stop wasting all of our times. You're taking up, like, mad, valuable debate time. Yeah. And, you know, not for nothing, I'm going to move away from the uh, from the presidential politics for a minute. Uh, I did see something recently. I was unaware that there was, that lynching was actually still legal. Like, that Lol. form of mob killing was still legal in most of the country until recently. I'm not surprised. I'm just saying, like, then you wonder, like, why black people, like, I don't know, man. I really find it, it just blows my mind because I feel like the people who think that racism is dead are genuine at times. There's some people who genuinely think that racism is gone. And I'm just like... They're genuinely full of shit. Or they're just generally low-information voters. Lol. Uh, no, I'm joking. Lol. I'm joking. <laughs> Lol. You've gone too far, Curry. See, <laughs> no, when I said the they were full of shit, that was okay. But when you said they were low-information, you crossed the line. Uh, that's my new euphemism, low-information. Because <laughs> evidently, it's like the most rude thing you could say about someone who's low information. completely retarded. Oh, man. I don't think I'm supposed to say that. It's because you put the onus on them to uh, to get the information and not be stupid. That's why it's, it's just, so mean. It just doesn't make any sense. It just it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Like, why we live in a world where there's no lower boundary for the, the things that people can do and be called. Like, I can't call you stupid for doing something that's genuinely stupid. I don't know. I think that's unfair. Yeah, you can do that, of course. But um, yeah, I don't know. They, it, they finally it's just passed that... a bill through Congress that outlawed lynching, and so yeah, yeah, the racism. It, it, it's funny because at this point, passing the bill now makes me feel like they're more racist because it took them <laughs> this long. At this point, yeah, there was I no guess. winning to that. There was no winning. How about anytime someone gets lynched and it goes to a judge, you convict the fucking people who killed them? I don't know. You need a law for that? Someone died by the hands of other people. To be fair, were... it was a person of color that died. Mm, so, so, only man, so feel me? Person, so not even a big deal. To care. Why are we having a whole trial about this? I don't know. Bro, I'm sure it was an honest mistake. But that's man. what I'm saying. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think like that's that's the the absurdity of Congress is that they think that they're actually doing a good thing by outlawing this instead of saying, "Hey, you know what? Judiciary, you should never let someone ride <laughs> when they've lynched someone." I don't need like I don't get it. Like this rule of laws, you know what I mean? Is like, oh, if it's 
if it's not against the law, then is it that bad that I did it? Yes. <laughs> yes. There are tons of things that you could do that are fucking terrible that were not against the law. And you shouldn't need the law to tell you not to lynch people. Like, that's the crazy part. Like, does no one else see that there's a bigger problem at hand? That the, the, that the idea that we needed a lynching particular law? We need a law to make lynching in particular illegal? Like, I don't know, man. This country... Man, I can't wait to go back to Jamaica. We have to plan a trip real soon, <laughs> real soon, because this is crazy. This is it's absurd. It's, it's it's patently absurd to me that like this is where we're at in 2020. Amen. Make America great again. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna wrap up with some two non-politics topics, of which I think that are actually good. Um, first, we'll go with. Uh, CD Projekt Red is been kind of weathering some interesting comments from their devs, and I think that they're doing a really good uh, job of it because now developers are getting mad at at CD Projekt Red because they own a platform in which they distribute their games off of. They also distribute other developers' games, and so what they're saying is that on their platform they will allow. 30-day refunds, no questions asked for the most part, as long as you don't have an abusive history. Now, the devs are trying to say that they're being too pro-consumer because this is going to encourage people to uh, play games and return them, which the only devs who have complained so far are the ones who are notorious for releasing, releasing incomplete games. Yeah. So they're guaranteed to have the vast majority of the games returned. Within the so 30 days, yeah. I love yeah. how CD Projekt Red has responded, which is, I hear you. I hope your games do well. Yeah. And so that's it. That's it. That's Listen, really funny. CD Projekt Red could make could 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 support uh, GOG off of which is the name of their streaming platform. I believe it's streaming, but it's it's a game hosting platform. Yeah. They can support it with just their games alone. Witcher Three alone probably puts major strain. They'd probably be more than happy to offload all of these bullshit games that evidently are nothing but refund farms. So yes, complain more because CD Projekt Red is doing amazing things for consumer advocacy in the gaming sphere, and I will support them wholeheartedly as much as I possibly can. I can't wait for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven to come out. Like that's one where I gotta build. Like man. I really got to start stacking because I need a new computer for that one, man. <laughs> just to do that one I need problem. a whole new computer nah, just to play nah, nah, nah. this well, game. I, mean, I need to get a new computer for for both multiple reasons, mostly doing with the podcast. But hopefully, I'll be able to get a, a new rig to play this game as well because this game is going to be great, which is partially for the podcast. And I'll be telling you guys about it the whole way through. <laughs> but yeah, so I just wanted to, once again, shout out CD Projekt Red for advocating for good consumer policy. This is exactly yeah. what we're talking about. It's nice when a major flagship company wants to step up and actually be consumer-oriented. Oh, I want to see them take this motherfucker over. I want to see them take this bitch over if they can. I would definitely like to see some of their business practices bred for show. Yeah. And the other topic I just wanted to touch on real quick was um, Meg Thee Stallion and her contract. Evidently, she's been taking in a bitch. Man. I, I, and, and, and I can't, you know, I can't go too deep in this. <laughs> <laughs> this is a public forum, but I think Meg Thee Stallion is an uh, amazing yes. artist. 
I really appreciate what she brings to the game. She had a great Tiny Desk performance, which Tiny Desk and Colors are one of those benchmarks that if you don't have one of those performances, I, I don't know how well you actually perform. Like, you might be great on the track, but Tiny Desk is such a great exposition of, of talent. You know what I mean? Because rarely do you do they do uh, Tiny Desk performances with the original renditions of the songs. They're usually band accompaniments. They have to be made for terrible acoustics because that place <laughs> has trash league acoustics. It's an office. And so you get a really great feeling for their stage presence, their projection, their vocal quality. You really get a feel for the artist, as well as with the colors performances, which is even more stripped down, yeah. which is even more stylized, which I love those. But those are really great. And I really hope that the, the artists start using those, that platform to really showcase their talent, because it, it's a, it really is a great way to bring people into into your, um, your music. Um, but yeah. So anyway... Yeah, tiny she's been beefing with her. Um, she's been beefing with her label, fifteen oh one, I guess. Before, um, who was managing her before she got to Rock Nation? Now Rock Nation is reviewing her contracts and is like, "Yo, are you aware of this and that, this and that?" So she's going back to them, like thinking that it's all cool, it's family, it's love. Oh yeah, by the way, we're snakes. Yeah, she asked for the renegotiation. Because she's a significantly larger product than she was when they first signed her. Mm-hmm. Now they don't want her to put out music. They're trying to stifle her, backburnering her. So I really, I yo, free Meg, yo, all day. <laughs> give me the sign. Give me the hashtag. I'm about to go Twitter fingers ham. You know what I mean? But yeah. I really hope that she can square away that. And this goes back to what I'm saying, man. These, why people in the music industry in particular whether they're black white they prey on these young people and it's so terrible and it's it's ruining the generations you know what i mean like preying on these young people they don't always come out of it with positive life um lessons you know what i mean like i i i trust meg's gonna come out of this because she's had her head on her shoulders way before she even fucked with this so this is just a blip, you know what I mean? But not everyone's as stable as her, you know what I mean? And some people are still trying to develop their talent. And some people are not in emotional states to really be dealing with this stuff and developing their talent and trying to learn to perform, you know what I mean? And trying to live life experiences to turn into songs because all of this is part of it, you know? And that's why the A&R was always such a, uh, an important role back in the day because they would help mitigate that work-life balance. Mm-hmm. But not all of the artists have it. And I feel like there's 10 other artists that may not be as good as Meg Thee Stallion, but we'll never know. You know what I mean? Because yeah. not all of them are going to be able to be up in the, in the Baldwin Hills parking lot shooting their video on their own strength. You know what I mean? Like, See, shout out to whoever that was shooting that music video by the I don't video. know. Big up. On the one hand, though, like, uh, I, I think that if you're going to be an artist in the game, it's definitely a responsibility to educate yourself because, you know, they will prey on you. They're going to prey on you. The, the, the It's designed for them to do that. You know what I mean? But I have a little bit of a problem with the idea of, like, educate yourself. Like, that, having ambition and 
being an autodidact is really hard. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And, and educating yourself, I think, is a is a tough responsibility on new acts. It is. Not it that is. They shouldn't. Or but they like can't. everybody's journey is mm-hmm. different, and I I understand what you're saying, but I always have a hard time with the mentality is like I don't want the predators to be predators. Oh yeah, no, you know no, what I'm mean? not going there for sure, sure, sure. I, I don't, I don't want to sterilize. So I understand saying people educate yourself. I understand what a nebulous and difficult thing that is because there are known knowns and there are unknown unknowns when you're moving into an entire industry. Trust me, I know. I moved all the way from Florida to come into this industry, so I know how it is to fall for pratfalls that the system has built into it. But at the same time, it's like I don't know, man. You, you. It, as a young and up and comer, it's about the journey. It's about, like you said, yeah, she was out there. A she was out there in the parking mm-hmm. lot of Baldwin Hills getting her shit together. That mm-hmm. says a lot more about her than it does well, about like, the industry. That no. Oh, that wasn't Meg The no, Stallion. No, you, were you with us at the mall the other day? No, I'm talking about. No, I was saying. I'm sorry, I conflated two different things. When I was talking about the person at the other day, we went to the mall. Yeah, and there was some young lady. In a fresh ass Land Rover. Oh yeah, that's right. Shooting right, a music right, video right. Yeah, 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 on yeah, her yeah, own yeah, strength. Yeah, yeah. You know I what I'm saying? That. I'm saying not everyone that. could do that. Like yeah. maybe that young lady or Meg The Stallion. Not everyone could do that. You know what I mean? I got you. And, yeah, um, yeah. Not to mention, they didn't educate themselves when it came to their work ethic. You know what I mean? They were taught their work ethic, and not everyone has that. But some people get into this industry on the strength of their talent. Mm-hmm. They haven't been taught the work ethic, you know what I mean, and you, that's got to be taught. Like it's really hard to pick that up naturally. I feel you, you know. And but I'm not saying I, I, I totally feel what you're saying. I'm not I'm not countering what you're saying. I'm totally dig it because one thing I don't want to do is sterilize the environment so that everyone's lemmings and they're just running face first into it. That's yeah. how you fail maximally. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, that's what I was talking about earlier. Like that's what society is for is to to have that safety net so that if you do fail. Not to say that you shouldn't be let to fail, but when you do fail, it shouldn't be to such a degree that, like, now you're down and out. You know what I mean? Like, you don't make this music career thing pop off or you get taken advantage of this music career and then you try to step up for yourself and then your label just shelves you and now you really assed out. You know what I mean? Like, super assed out because you don't have any other pot to piss in. That's what I'm kind of like, damn. I don't think that they should be able to put a nigga in that kind of position. Like that's failing. Like you didn't even get that. That could be your first failure. You know, you could be 17, 18 and that could be your first failure. And now you've just squandered maybe your one mega hit. You know what I mean? That's why I dislike Drake for so much for what he does. Cause he will, he will find someone and take maybe their one hit, which guess what? If you only got that one hit, that could be something that you use as a platform to do something greater in life for yourself. And you just, you know what I mean? I don't like people who who take that value from someone and it's like, nah, but if you're really talented, you'll make another one. And this time, next time, you get to keep the whole thing because I already gave you the co-sign. But it's like, nah, but I made that one. I can't get none of that bread for the one that I made the first time? Just because you gave me that, that co-sign? Like, now you get all the bread? Nah. And that's why I don't, I don't agree with Drake, because that's what he does. He tried it. He did it to Drum. He did it to um, McConan. He did it to Party. He does it to everybody. You know, and I, 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 that to me, that's dirtbag-ish. But I hope Meg gets 
her dues. Um, and I don't know. That's very. I'm I'm very idealistic that way though, because I'm just the same stance I take with Mason Puffy, which, for all intents and purposes, Puffy didn't do nothing wrong. I don't agree with him. I wish he'd give Mace some so the nigga could eat. I just hate seeing niggas not eat and knowing that you had talent. Like you're not worthless. You definitely have proven some kind of worth. Like you should be able to eat, but you know what I mean. Puffy didn't do technically anything wrong. I just want to see people eat, you know what I mean? And we could all eat. I don't see the the state of scarcity that exists that causes niggas to be like, nah, sorry. Yo, I got to feed my kids. I get that, you know what I mean? And, and in an environment where there's only, you know, 10 pieces, uh, slices of pizza, and you got eight kids, you got to tell some other nigga back up. My kids need these slices of pizza. There's infinite pies. My kids also need these Range Rovers. My kids got to eat these Range Rovers real quick. You got to eat the infinite Range Rovers that are available to them. But yeah, so I just, I really want to see her, um, Meg. um, I want to see her renegotiate because not for nothing, 1501 gave her a great platform. And and they definitely deserve some of that residual for shizzle. I'm not even mad at that. But to shelve her because she asked her for them to renegotiate based on X amount. And it's not like she didn't come to them with numbers. My girl got numbers. So come on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, all right, up. shelve me that bitch. And don't get nobody eat nothing. I mean, I don't know. I'm the type of nigga that would change my name. I do the whole sprint. The nah, see, shit. you know what my problem is? Is that I esc- I escalate maximum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I would just try like, like oh, well, yeah, I, I would, I would yeah. come in there so I don't. I would give them all of the all of the, the the patience I have, and then in the moment that I feel like I am genuinely stonewalled, I'm gonna blow up the building. All right, cool. <laughs> Ain't nobody eating now. No, no, now nobody eating nothing. No, nobody that's ever fucked with fifteen oh one is eating shit. How about that? And that's a metaphoric blowing up of the building. I'm not going to blow up the building, but I'm going to do something in which to make sure that nobody can eat. Yeah. I just like to look for the solution in which I get to eat anyway. <laughs> now, well, that's not always. Yeah, I'm always going to eat. But if I can't eat from this situation, I'm not going to let other people eat from my situation. I feel you. That's not. Uh, yeah, I understand. That hurts. You know what I mean? But you know what? I was watching the. Um, an interview and it was interesting the gentleman that was being interviewed i can't remember his name off the top of my head but um he was being addressed about having problems in the drug game and his response was a great one he was like of course it doesn't matter what you're doing you're always going to have problems it's how you resolve them and it, that just it spoke volumes because cause they were asking him, like, why he never got involved in the violence. And you're like, wasn't there violence? He's like, of course there's violence. There's always trouble. But you don't have to resolve it that way. You That's up to you. Other people might be getting violent. That yep. still don't mean you you still have to commit to that behavior. You know what I mean? You don't have to. You could choose whatever one you want. You just got to make sure you're strong enough to survive with your choices. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. That was that was that was, that was a good one. Let's go ahead and wrap it up today. That was a nice little fun one. Uh, go ahead, and make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Home Heron. Check us out on Mondays and Fridays. I try to get it out before the end of the day, hopefully in the morning. Very rarely though. 
<laughs> but I'm definitely gonna get the production schedule and the workflow so that we can get those to you guys in the morning. But um, yeah, uh, we're working on some other uh, platform outlets for you guys. You know, hopefully we can start doing some like YouTube uploads or things of that nature. But those are some things in the works. Alrighty, guys. So we'll catch you another time. Always remember, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it and learn from all your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly do learn. Peace. Take it easy. Thank you.